Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Hovey Smith on the line. Hovey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. Great to have you. I'm looking forward to this conversation and uh, because I, I think you're going to shed some light for entrepreneurs and, and small business owners and business owners of any size uh, to you know, take a look ahead of you know, what they want to do in life. So why don't you share a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive right into this conversation. Sure. Uh, I am, among other things, a professional geologist. I've also been a military engineer. I've worked as a geologist all over North America. And in the meantime, I've been writing. I've been writing since I was in high school. By me, by writing, I mean successfully selling magazine articles. And I progressed from magazines to newspapers to books. And I've now authored 20 books and also have some nearly 900 YouTube videos up. So I'm a very active, engaged person who works in many, many different fields, and that's the kind of guy I am. I'm an extremely creative individual. And what I have for your folks is the idea that what I'm experiencing right now is I'm 79. I'm getting old, guys. Don't want to, but I am. And what to do with the rest of your life. It's an important question I think a lot of people avoid. Um, and yeah, I'm in my 50s, so I've got you know, a little bit you know, a ways to go to get um, to you know, the age that you've reached. But the way the last you know, de- you know, three or four decades have flown by, I'm going to be there before I know it. So uh, this is a really important conversation to have uh, because you know, business owners, no matter what size of business you are, whether you're a one-person shop or you've got a team of you know, 10, 20, 100, 500, whatever, uh, you, you want to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And years ago, I I'd interviewed a guest who was a financial advisor. And one of the things that he did with his uh, clients was he wanted them to practice retirement. And what he meant by that was, I want you to pretend that you were retired. Okay, we're going to figure out you know where your income levels are, and this is what your income is going to be, and all that good stuff. You're not you know at that particular point in time, you're not working, so you're going to be retired. And it's a great exercise for people because they realize that one, you know, for many people that that word retirement just doesn't sound fun to them. They think it does, but when they actually start doing it and not necessarily do anything um, or they don't have hobbies or, you know, things that they like to do. Cause I know, I, you know, I believe you like to hunt and you know, do uh, you know, a thousand other different things. If you don't have those types of things that in your life that you like to do, and unfortunately a lot of people that work and work and work, they don't have hobbies. So when they stop working, it's like, okay, what do I do? They don't know what to do because they don't really have anything mapped out. So I love the fact that you are focusing people on on doing that, especially with all the things that you've done in your life too. Um, yes, sir. So that you know that, that is such a dynamic 
uh, background as far as all the things that you've experienced. And I'm guessing you've taken you know a little bit from each of those experiences. You know, when you're looking to do you know the next thing or you know what you want to do. Yes, sir. We sure have. And this sort of came to a head uh, when I did my last book, which is make your own job anytime, anywhere, at any age. And this book is written for beginning entrepreneurs, but an important segment of it is doing a very serious exercise of going down and listing about 25 things. What can I do to make money? And you go through these things and you sort out which is short-term, medium-term, and long-term, and then decide what you need to do right now to pay this month's rent. Okay, I need to sell some stuff. I can go on eBay and do that. All right, problem solved. But what about longer term? How do I plan for college? And so on and so on and so on. Now, your listener population are two stages beyond that. They already have their successful businesses for the most part, and they're running them, and they're very, very much involved with the day-to-day operation of them. I've been in the corporate world. I know what it's like. You've got a meeting. You've got people to hire. You've got somebody you've got to fire, and so on. You've got a contract that somebody's not fulfilling. Your shipments are late, or they're early, or you can't get your product out, and so on and so on and so on. So it's easy to get so involved with the everyday minutia of running a business that you forget about yourself. So take some time. Take a week. Sit down and list whatever you ever thought about you ever wanted to do in your life. Hopefully you'll get more than two or three things. Some of these things are going to be business related. You're after all business people. Okay, what of these would I really get a kick out of? Not necessarily to make scads of money. You've already got that. But you want to do something in your later years that you can really enjoy doing. It's not too taxing. It doesn't demand your every minute of time like your present job was. And you can get back to really living. And solve the problem also, which is collateral with that, is what do I do with the business I got? Do I sell it back to the workers? Do I put it up on the market? How do I dispose of it? But my advice here is when you get out of a business, even if it's a family-owned business, get out completely. All the way. Don't keep a finger in. Let it go. Take your proceeds and then do what you want to do. Otherwise, what may happen is someone less capable from you than you may try to run it, fail, and you get the business back with a load of debt that you did not generate that burdens you down for the rest of your life. So you don't want that. If you sell a business, by all means, sell it. And be done with it, and then move on to the next thing. It'd be the equivalent of selling a car and then still expecting to drive it around from time to time. 
It's like, no, you sold the car. You no longer own the car. Move (laughs) on from it. Now, I've I've had many vehicles in my life, and there's a couple that I wouldn't mind having a chance to drive again. I wouldn't necessarily own them, but I wouldn't mind you know to drive it. Now I can always go and buy one that was like it if I wanted to. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's like you've moved on, and you, you see these. Businesses that get sold, and then you know the founder will say, "Well, I'm going to stay on as chairman of the board or something like that." And I always find that interesting because, unless they're just using it just for a, a period of time to you know do the segue into running the business, that's one thing. But when you launch a business and you forget that you're not you're not the owner of it anymore. You're not running it anymore. But there's that tendency where you still think, "Hey, I should be able to make you know decisions and hey, do this, do this." And it, it's different. It it's really different. Um, or it's you know even if you want to use a relationship thing, it's like you you get divorced and all of a sudden you, you still want to you know have input in how your your former spouse does things. You have no input in that. That that's done and over. Move on and. And let everything do everything it needs to do because um, it, it, otherwise you're not putting your full energy into your new adventures. You're, you still have a little bit left in this thing that you're really not doing anything with anymore, but you're afraid to let it go. It's like you know, literally you know, move on from it, sell it, be proud of your accomplishments, move on from it, and, and take your learnings and your education and and the skills that you gained while you were building that business or running that business and move that on to something else. Yes, sir. And don't be embarrassed or reluctant to do something startlingly different. Uh, I've done 20 books and all of my books have been in the nonfiction category. Uh, They've been either outdoor related books with uh, hunting with muzzleloaders or bow fishing or crossbow hunting or something on that nature. And then I have a few business books and I'm working on another one right now. But for a change of pace, I decided I was going to write a novel. Not written a novel before, but I ran into some interesting people. One was a family in Louisiana of Sicilian origin. Now, everybody knows about the Sicilians who came into New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and, oh, Las Vegas. But nobody's heard about the Sicilians that lived in Louisiana and lived there yet. Well, I met another family, happened to be from Mississippi, and they had two sons with marital difficulties. So around the stories of these two families, I wrote a novel. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not Sicilian, and I'm not Italian. So, consequently, I tromped my way over to Sicily to see what in the world it looked like. That was great fun, and incidentally, tax-deductible. And so, I got my background information. I got the local color. I ate some of the food. I saw the sights, and so on, and so on, and so on, and came back and wrote a much better novel. Well, then... It helps if you have a screenplay, if you're going to sell a property. A screenplay is quite different from a novel. The novel is 400 pages. The screenplay optimally is something like 100 pages. Hmm. Got to do some changes. Plus, it's an entirely different format. Well, I'm a writer. I can do that. 
So we found out how to do that, and we did it. So we produced seven versions of the screenplay, and we sent them out to uh, contests where they could be judged, and I could get feedback and got those back. And now uh, we have a New York agent who's peddling the screenplay and the book, and the audio book as we speak is being recorded, and it'll be released in about a month. So don't be doubtful about trying something that you always wanted. You always felt like you somehow were compelled to do, but never got done. Take it on, guys. Do it. Yeah, the, the motivation to do something that's, that could be scary or challenging or different really stretches you. And you know, obviously, you know, with all the books that you've written, you know, to switch over and do, you know, a, a different type of book. And then, of course, the screenplay. And, you know, I know people in this, you know, and, and, you know, that have Hollywood backgrounds and screenplays and all that stuff and have had conversations with them. And, yeah, that is a completely different style of writing, the content and everything like that. It is, again, it stretches you. And I, I love the fact that you said, you know what, I don't know much about Sicilians. So, Let's go to Sicily and find out. I mean that 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 is that is the best research I've heard in a long time. Usually it's like, well, I can do some research on this. You went, no, I'm going right into into the fields and in 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 the you know using military term, going in you know in, into battle, and I'm going to find out you know what's going on in this particular area by actually physically seeing it, tasting it, breathing in the air. Um, that that level of research and dedication speaks volumes, obviously, to your character and, and the importance of what you wanted to do uh, with this work. You wanted to make it, you know, really stand out because you could have easily just done research on online or, you know, maybe bought a couple of books, you know, Life in Sicily or this or that, but to actually go in and, and, and see the experience and, and the nuances of a particular region, um, you know, definitely you know, adds additional flavor to the book. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it sure did. Um, and there are just sights and sounds and smells that you can describe as an author that you can make the reader feel like, well, he's sort of there. So in the end, this book and the movie experience is going to be something of a travelogue as well as an action adventure story. And we had to bring in some side characters, too. Uh, uh, there's an Irish priest, for example. There's Luigi the Claw, who is a one-armed enforcer for the mafia who lost a hand during the bombing of Sicily during World War II, and hence the name. He wore claw for a while. And uh, we have a really despicable, terrible rival mafia boss from Naples who's trying to move in on Sicily. And so all of these things conflict. We bring in a couple of very interesting Italian policemen with the Italian Anti-Mafia Association, the AIA, and they get involved. And the U.S. military and the CIA and the FBI and so on and so on and so on. So we wind up with quite a cast of characters by the time we're done with all this. And it's really remarkable that our single voice actor is going to differentiate between these when he does the audio book. That is awesome. That is awesome. Again, it's, you had this idea that came from meeting you know, 
a couple different families and and look where it's come you know it, that's that's what happens when you are invested in life and in doing things and learning to do new things and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because it's because just the backstory of how it came about just adds so much more richness to it. Not that the story itself won't be, you know, great and, you know, and really educational and informative and entertaining, but just the backstory of how it came to be is, is downright amazing. And again, it, it, it speaks volumes to, you know, what you've done throughout your career and, you know, going back to the, you know, the original conversation before we wrap up is, you know, this is the types of things that can be done in all of us. All of us have different things that we can do that we can bring our experiences to in our life and our, in our vigor and our energy and can really make an impact on others' lives while, you know, really fulfilling ourselves as well and, and making a huge impact on, on the world at hand. Yes, sir. And have great fun doing it. Yeah, and that's the key. Having fun is so critical. So, uh, any last thoughts, Hovi, before we go, as far as you know, maybe one bit of advice to give um, you know all these business owners and small business people that listen to the show, um, a takeaway for them that they can uh, you know run with and and you know make a big impact in their life going forward. Yes, sir. think very seriously about what you would really enjoy doing for the rest of your life, and guys. Go out there and do it. Go out there and do it. And, and the fun part, I think, is so critical. Um, you got to give yourself permission to have fun. And a lot of people, for some reason, don't want to do that. It's like, why not? Have fun in what you do. When you, when you do that, it makes life so much more full. It literally makes your time and your years fly by when you're, when you're going at it and you're having fun. So, Hovi, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you've done? Well, um, www.hovismith.com is my website. And my newest book is Make Your Own Job Anytime, Anywhere, At Any Age. And it and all the rest of my books that are in print are available on Amazon and uh, book sources worldwide. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Hovi, thank you again so much for being on the show and for all this amazing work you do. Well, thank you. It's been a wonderful interview. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.